This episode is brought to you by Economy Fence. Looking for a beautiful, lasting way to increase your family's privacy and security and add value to your property? Visit EconomyFence.com to see which style of fence is right for you or visit one of our convenient showroom locations, Economy Fence Center. We truly are the fencing professionals. Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. It is Tuesday, January 26th, and the conference championship games are over. We have a Super Bowl set. Um, Yeah, great weekend of football. Only have one more game left, which is kind of sad. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get you guys, uh, we're going to recap the games. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Thank you guys for listening, your support. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at gamechat.podcast. And on Twitter. At the gamechatpod. Yes, sir. And then subscribe and rate five stars on Apple. Before, well, you know, this is a segue into the recaps. I just wanted to read... I think I have seven stats here that are just about Tom Brady. I have saved some more. You saved some more. I just found a bunch of them. I love it. And I'm just going to read them to you guys because I feel like this is why we said don't bet against the GOAT. And I'm just going to read them to you guys. Tom Brady has been to 18% of all the Super Bowls played in NFL history. 18%. Tom Brady has now been, is going to go play in his 10th Super Bowl. No other quarterback has played in more than five. John Elway played in five. If you took Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Peyton Manning's Super Bowl appearances combined, they have nine. Tom Brady has ten. Tom Brady has started 20 seasons in the National Football League. He has been to ten Super Bowls. He is more likely to go to a Super Bowl then Steph Curry is more likely to make a three-point shot. Tom Brady, more likely to go to the Super Bowl. He has more conference championship games than 26 franchises in the NFL do. He has the same amount of NFC titles as Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. And he has played in <laughs> one season. Is the same amount. From age 35 and beyond, Tom Brady has the most playoff wins of all time. That is correct. (laughs) From age 35 and beyond, he has more playoff wins than any other quarterback ever. This is his third Super Bowl since turning 40 years old. No other quarterback has started a Super Bowl in their 40s. Three Super Bowls in his 40s, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Dan Marino combined have three Super Bowl appearances. And he's done that in his 40s. Tom Brady's lady and gentlemen. Tom Brady, ladies and gentlemen. I have one or two more. I don't think you said them, but tell go, me if go, you said them. Go, just go. This one says, Brady has played in more conference championships than 26 NFL yeah, franchises. Yeah, I said that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right, all right. And then there was one about, he has more Super Bowl appearances than the Bucks have playoff wins. There you go. And he's taking them in the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, you said mostly all of them. Um, The one I don't think you said is he's made the Super Bowl in over 50% of his healthy seasons as a starter. So that's not counting the one where he tore his ACL. That's right. Like, if you've played the full season, you have more than, like, 50% chance that you're going to the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. It's, It's truly... He might have the greatest competitive resume of all time. Of any athlete in any sport, ever. Like, I'm serious. Like, he... The, the 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 phrase gets around the the phrase gets thrown around as greatest athlete of all time. I don't know if like athlete I think of as being like like super talented and stuff. Like I don't know if Tom Brady's that, but man, he's certain maybe like the greatest competitor of all time, right? Like maybe that's something we can say. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, congrats to Brandon and Matthew. They. Both picked Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Sure. So congratulations. Oh, yeah. Eli went 0 for 2 in our picks. He had Green Bay and Buffalo. He went bold. I, I, I respected it. it. Yeah. Mm. I had Tampa Bay winning and Buffalo losing. Um, all right. Let's 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 recap these games a little bit. Let's start with the NFC. 31-26 Tampa Bay. Um, this game started off, you know, Tampa Bay drove down a few times and scored. Um, Green Bay answered. It was we we were uh, like halfway through the second quarter. I think 
we were kind of like, okay, this is this is a good game. This is what we were expecting. And then, for lack of a better term, shit hit the fan. Um, so I have 14 to 10 with 210 to go in the first half. Tampa Bay punts the ball to Green Bay. They get a first down. I think they called a timeout, Tampa Bay. Do you remember this? 40 yeah. seconds left. Yeah. And we were like, what the heck? What are they doing now? I think that was after they got a sack. So I, Green Bay, like, it took them a couple plays. They got a first down, and we were kind of like, okay, either Green, Green Bay's going to drive down and take the lead, or this is, this is going to be the score going into halftime. That was obviously wrong. But sack, and then an interception. That interception was huge. I think it was that guy with two last names. Murphy Bunting. <laughs> Murphy Bunting, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> um, then we had a completion of Fournette, I believe, two incompletions. Fourth and four, 13 seconds left. Bucks take a timeout. And again, I think that was like similar. We were, that was their last timeout, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. We were yeah. all kind of like, wait, what are they doing? They're taking a... And then they went for it, converted. Six seconds left. Ball on the 39. Touchdown to Scotty Miller. Kevin King. I mean, it wasn't totally... He, yes, he got burnt 100%. The coverage that they were playing baffled me. Like, they were playing man coverage just straight up. They were like, all right, just like... And Scotty Miller just beats him. Uh, and that shifted a lot. I mean, that was huge. That ended up being the biggest play of the game, I think. Yeah. 40 yards out, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And I just, I, I just saw the replay in the little box on ESPN.com. Scotty Miller didn't, like, I mean, it was a route. He just ran a straight line. Like, he didn't juke the guy. He just <laughs> he just booked it. He just straight beeled him to the end zone. He's like, you know, if I get open, Brady's going to see me. And then King's like, he does something with his arms, almost like he's like, oh, safety catch him. And he's like, oh, there's no safety. And then he starts turning and running, and then he's like, it's too late. And yeah. then it's a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, uh, the way I look at it is I'm like, if you're Kevin King, at what point do you just grab him and take the P.I.? Right. Because, I mean, that's I, – I mean, I feel like the Packers didn't even consider that option. They were like, all right, five-yard out route only like that's the only thing right. they're possibly going to run which is all I thought they were going to run too but, but I mean run. you have to put in, you, you know what I think they probably ran was the play in Madden slot outs they just had the out routes and then the other guys just clearing them out right. Tom Brady's like wait man coverage I see a safety in the middle field there's no one on the left side Scotty Miller's open for a touchdown right. um, yeah I mean that proved we thought that was kind of like the nail in the coffin almost at least I did I was like okay Tampa Bay's got this and then, what was it at that point? 21-10 going into halftime. You know, then Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he was he was, you know, brought him down. I think two or three times and scored. Um, the biggest, you know, we'll talk about the the end of this game here in a minute. But I think the biggest part of this game is, or the reason why Green Bay did not win. You know, we can talk again. We can talk about the kicking at the end, <laughs> but. It was the two Tom Brady picks in the second half. Green Bay threw six passes off of those picks, zero first downs. And that that was it. They got the turnovers they needed to win this game, and the offense could not capitalize. Yeah. Brady threw three picks. I mean, you got to do something with it. I mean, he's not going to give every team a blessing like, like that. But, yeah, I mean, only six points off of three interceptions isn't going to do it. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, on paper, Aaron Rodgers had – like a better game than Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was just more clutch. Like that, that, you know, that, uh, the Hail Mary right before halftime, people were like, oh, he didn't need to do that. Looking back, if he didn't do that, probably would have lost. And the, the Packers just couldn't capitalize on those three picks. You don't get three picks from Tom Brady that often, or probably ever. Yeah, he only seriously. threw, like, with this included, didn't he only throw, like, six or seven the whole season or something? Or Yeah, I mean, he, and he just it, doesn't do it in the playoffs yeah, either. Yeah, right. Yeah, he, he, you just don't get picks from Tom Brady, and they had three interceptions, and. I think only got. Did they get any points off of them or six? Six. And and then the mm-hmm. other they showed on TV the um, uh, the Packers had they had an interception and then a fumble recovery and they got fourteen points off of those. Yeah. Yeah, momentum's a big thing. I mean, I mean Brady throws three picks and like was it three or four drives and it, it was, was back to back to back. Four yeah. throws. Three yeah, throws, I mean it was insane. So I mean you look at the Buccaneers and besides those three drives, I mean it's just you're moving down the field most of the time. Right. I feel like they have maybe one or two punts, but uh, yeah, I mean the Packers didn't take advantage of it at all, and there was a moment in time where the Buccaneers defense just had a lot of momentum and just able to get after Rogers, pressure on forced throws early and often and so i mean yeah that was a big part of the game for sure i think the bucks defense deserves so much credit oh, yeah. in this game 
And and I think we had been on top of it pretty well. I think we we were saying like how good this Bucks defense is. And I think they're, you know, the ability to take away the run might seem like it's not as important in today's game, but it is so important in these playoff games because the game is just played differently in the playoffs. And and people like the analytics people can say it's not all they want, but it, it just you have to be able to be balanced in these football games. And for Tampa Bay to I mean, yeah, Aaron Jones, I think, goes out, but that wasn't until the second half, right? Yeah. And and they, I mean, they took away that run game, and that is what we were said before the game. Part of what makes Green Bay so effective is their ability to be balanced on offense. Buccaneers took that away. And then another big thing, Bakhtiari being out really hurt the Packers, and I don't think I heard anyone talk about that nope. all week. Offensive line. Mm-hmm. And exactly. No one cares about it. And that, that <laughs> if you... We're wondering why, how come they're able to get in the backfield so much. Yes, Tampa Bay has really talented pass rushers, but David Bakhtiari is an all-pro left tackle that was out, and I, that really hurt them. And I think the biggest thing the Buccaneers' defense did is is somehow calm down Devontae Adams. Um, the one bad play the Buccaneers' defense did was leave Devontae on, on Davis on a one-on-one on a slant route in, in the red zone. Right. And that's the one play he scored on, but nine receptions for 67 yards. Like No one's been able to hold Devontae to that. And it made Rodgers find more people, and that's where Marquez Valdez scaling a four reception for 115 yards and a touchdown. That was the one place that Rodgers was able to find someone else besides Devontae, which we haven't seen a lot this season. So, And I was just looking, Devontae, he had nine receptions. He had 15 targets. He had six drops. He's A lot of people regard him as, I regard him as the best receiver in the league this year. He had six drops in a championship game. Like, that's... Yeah, and it, it, man, those linebackers for Tampa Bay are phenomenal so too. Fast. They, yeah, they do so, so much for that team. Devin White, sideline to sideline, man. Devin White and Levante David. David are are studs, and and the stat you were saying, Eli, the the three picks. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's had six picks all year, and three oh. of them have come to Tampa Bay. That's right. That's right. Yeah, if you want a fun fact, uh, going back last year when the Packers played the Niners in the NFC Championship game. Packers uh, total rushing 16 for 62, and then this game last weekend uh, 16 for 67. So five that's unbelievable. Difference. So yeah, I mean, I think that's really the key to beating them in big games: just stop the run game, make Aaron Rodgers beat you. And that's that, that's it for almost every team, though. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, you have to be able because these these games are officiated differently, and I I think like right these games definitely. they allow more contact. Um, you have to be able to be physical. So let's talk about the end of the game. I don't really want to spend too much time on this because I feel like every sports talk show in America is going to spend an hour on this. What The play was wrong. It was wrong to go for it. Um, or to wrong to kick it. it. Sorry, not go for it. Exactly. You know, third and goal with 215. Rodgers should have ran that that ball. 100%. He, he's going to make that ex- the excuse that he f- tried to force it to Adams because he thought we had four chances at it. That's BS, in my opinion. You you have a shot at the end zone, you take it. You just run it or in. Or you get down to the two, give yourself better off. Right, it's exactly. Right. Worst case scenario, you get more yards. Yeah. Especially since earlier in the game, they weren't able to... They they failed three times in the red zone Throwing inside the, the five. Three yeah, plays mm-hmm. in a row. three in a yeah. row, exactly. So, no, that was that's BS that he's already come out and been like, no, like uh, I thought we had four chances at it. It was the wrong decision to kick the field goal. Simply because no matter what, you had to score a touchdown. No matter what, you had to get a stop and you had to score a touchdown. So, I mean, that's all I have to say on it. Do you guys have anything about that in the game? I think there's a golden rule, man. You do not give the ball back to Brady and you do not give the ball back to Mahomes. It's the two right. guys you just cannot give the ball back to right now. And, both, and I mean, teams are doing time, it. <laughs> multiple teams have done it. And just like, you can't do it. It's just, it's a losing mentality. It really is. Yeah, I totally agree with that. How can you look at your quarterback and your offense in crunch time and say, I don't believe in you? And that's basically right. what they did. They're like, I don't believe in you. I mean, it's the same thing. LaFleur and uh, McDermott both kind of did that this weekend. We'll talk about them a little bit. But, I mean, they both just looked at their quarterback. They're like, I don't believe in you. If We're going to kick a field goal. Yeah, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, I totally get it. But it's Aaron freaking Rodgers. <laughs> right. Like, give him the ball. Let him do his thing. He's the MVP of the league this year. It's 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 a no-brainer. And, and I mean, we've already seen, I'm sure we're going to talk about it too, is the, the controversy in Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers going to stay with the Packers. And it's like, it's all stemming from one decision. And, and we've seen Aaron Rodgers turn on his coach really fast. So that, that's what we were kind of saying earlier. It's like with, with Aaron Rodgers, it's never his fault. It's mm-hmm. always something around him. And I mean, yeah, I, I hate on Aaron Rodgers a lot. He is so talented. He's a, such a good quarterback. 
But it's those things like this that make me that make him very unlikable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing about that decision to 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 kick is even if you miss, if you go for it and you miss it, they have the ball at the eight yard line. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't get either. It's like, okay, so now they get the ball. Say best case scenario for the Packers, they get the stop. Then they're punting to you. They Buccaneers punt to you. You get the ball. Best case scenario, 25 yard line on a touchback with no timeouts and 50 seconds. You got to score a touchdown no matter what. Yeah. And no matter yeah. what happens on that decision, you, your offense has to go score a touchdown. So yeah, it's just. So that's he's saying he has he he's essentially saying he has more confidence that they can drive 75 yards in 50 seconds than score one play with one play on the eight yard line. That's what I think it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah. And they have more faith that they can make sure Brady doesn't get the <laughs> right. points and right. they get the ball back with 50 seconds. Right. It was just, yeah, it was the weirdest decision. He's going to, that, I mean, Packer fans are going to talk about that for a long, long time. Um, but yeah, Brady goes to his 10th Super Bowl and he is going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I picked the Bills because I really wanted them to win. <laughs> But it was like you and everybody else. I mean, all the seriously. polls, everybody. I mean, every me and Jack talked about this day after day. Every single poll we saw, Bills seventy percent, Bills eighty percent. It was like people, you guys forget who the Chiefs are. Like it's, it's. I mean, the the whole nation wanted the Bills to win, but it's just it's just not in the cards right now. The Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, and it's just the way it is. I was really rooting for the Bills, and I wasn't even sort of surprised when I watched the first half of that game. I was like, yeah, well, I don't know what I was expecting. But yeah, I mean, watching the two the past two weeks, it's been the Stephon Diggs show for the Bills offense. And I mean, I feel like if you're looking at film with the Chiefs, you're like, all right, if we can hold them under 100 yards, it, we're probably winning this game handily. Right. And that's basically what they did. A lot of Diggs' yardage came in garbage time in the fourth quarter. Wow. I mean, they locked him down and said, all right, anybody else can beat us. I mean, Cole Beasley's out there with what was the injury? A broken fibula. Yeah. Yeah. Broken yeah. fibula. He's out there, yeah, with a broken fibula. And then your your other options on offense are Dawson Knox, TJ Yeldon, John Brown, Devin Singletary. Like you're not that you're not going to compete with that. No. Uh, you, you know you're just not. And I that's why I didn't really feel very confident in them. Is I felt like their defense was going to have to play the best game of their careers. Yeah. And the the Chiefs just have so many options they can go to. And even if Mahomes is limited at all, there's so many plays where he just stands there and flips the ball to somebody, and then they run 80 yards down the field. Like there's not a whole lot he has to do. At times. Speaking of the options, I mean, we, we talked about it last week, is the way the Chiefs beat the Bills last time was running the ball. I mean, they had 100-something yards rushing, and they were very successful with Clyde edwards Hilaire. And this this game, I mean, the yards say 114, but it's it's not not what happened no. on their offense. No. They had one McCall Hardman one, uh, end around for 50 yards, but besides that, I mean, they had 72-yard rushing. Like, they can beat you in so many different ways. And as long as they put the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands, I mean, it's just this offense is almost unstoppable. The, the two things that I wanted to talk about in this game, props, huge props to Legereus Sneed, the fourth-round rookie cornerback from Kansas City. He, from Louisiana Tech, they, he manned up on Stephon Diggs often in this game and shut him down, as Matthew said earlier. And super impressive how they just leave their corners on an island the, the way they do. Um, and Legereus Sneed, who I, hand up, never heard of him before, um, along with Breedlin. You know, they have a really underrated secondary, and, and this guy stepped up huge. Those safeties are unreal. Yeah. Daniel Sorensen and Tyron Matthew are just, they're playmakers, man. They're everywhere. They're sideline to sideline. They're both just studs. And, and Sorensen's a guy that's just, it's like he's everywhere. And then here comes Tyron with the, right. making huge tackles, blitzing. It's just, their defense is it's so underrated. It's unreal. Yeah, we talk about all of those guys, and then we don't even mention Chris Jones yeah. and Frank Clark. <laughs> right. the front four. Yeah. Yeah, unreal. <laughs> unreal. No, their, t- their defense is built to win in today's football. They get after the quarterback, and their secondary creates turnovers. That's how you win in today's – that's how you win defensively, at least. Um, for the Bills, I, I, I think their biggest need this offseason is – Maybe maybe they need to go get a running back or maybe an, like they need something with the run game. I don't know if it's I don't know if it is the running back because I really don't know how good Singletary is. He's not great, but I don't know their offensive line also just is, cannot run block. That, yeah, they have because they have Singletary who this was his second or third year, right? 
Second. Second, second. And then Zach Moss was a rookie. I actually, I like Zach Moss better. They split their, I mean, neither of them did very well, but they kind of split him. I like Zach Moss. He's a little bit bigger, and I think he's just as fast. He was hurt, though. But, but yeah, I don't, um, I mean, if they, uh, you know, if they go out and get a running back, they might have to give it too much. Or if they draft another running back, then they're just going to have a bunch of young guys. Like, eventually they're going to have to do something. And I feel like part of that might be the line. Um, yeah, I don't know enough about. So that's kind of why I say it hesitantly. I don't know enough yeah, about their yeah, line. The line. Yeah. They couldn't yeah. pass block either this game. That's, that's true. That's the thing. It's yeah. just the O line. I feel like their O line is usually decent enough if Josh Allen is able to do as much as he does. Um, or maybe they're just average because he does run a lot. Josh he, makes a lot of plays. He, he does. He, yeah. he, he does a lot on his own. So yeah. maybe maybe his O line isn't that good, and he just he just you know draws makes stuff up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, he right. pulls some up. He pulls some stuff together from from scratch, but. No, I think you're right, Brandon. I think they need another weapon yeah. on offense because yeah. you look at games like this and when they're able to take away digs, there's just nothing else for them to go to. And maybe that's a tight end. Like, Dawson Knox is fine, but... He's got to be a free agent. Right. And, and um, I don't know, I'm looking... Like, John Brown, two catches for 24 yards. He's not... He's not a... He can't stay healthy for one thing. Yeah. yeah and all he does is, I feel like, run deep routes. That's all he does. Straight yeah. nine routes. Yeah. Just <laughs> take the safety. And now you have digs... I don't know. I I think they need one more weapon for games like this that you have to force teams to not lock down one, like your best receiver. You have to say, hey, we have other threats that we're going to go to if you just focus on this guy. Right. And that's what the Chiefs were able to do. Props to Spagnola. Hunter Henry, maybe. I mean, that's just the name. The first name comes to my head. But yeah, I think they do need another piece for sure. That's very true. No, the, the Bills had a great season. Obviously, they're not you know, rebuilding or anything like that. Josh Allen is a stud quarterback. Hopefully we don't forget about that, you know, when we do our drafts and look at this team during the offseason. But they're not on the Chiefs level yet. And I think we were maybe trying to, like I think you said earlier, Brandon, maybe we were trying to convince ourselves all season that the Chiefs weren't the best team in football. I feel like we did a pretty good job. I'm going to give ourselves a random applause here they in the game chat. They were number one all year. Yeah, and for every – Colin Coward, if you're listening, I know you are. Bills were number one in your power rankings for so long, and I laughed at you every single week, and everyone agreed with you starting at the end of the season. But we had the Chiefs in there at number one every week, and I give ourselves credit for that one. Freaking Jack, Colin Coward, I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, hey, I think – and we all talked each other. There was weeks where – I know I was like, maybe maybe we move the Chiefs down this week. And you guys were like, no, I think they're still up. And then there was weeks where you guys were like, I mean, maybe the Bills or the, or the Packers. This, and we were, you know, we all kind of were like, as a unit, we, we were like, no, we believe in the Chiefs. And guess what? Here they are. Yeah. Looking back, I feel like, and I, I think we kind of thought about this during the whole season. Like, even though, okay, so they lost two games. Then they lose their last game. The like, 70, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't start. Yeah, 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 yeah. that doesn't count. That doesn't count. And then the loss to the Raiders the was Raiders, also, eh. The Raiders gave him a fight twice. Just yeah, that is true. That is true. That is true. There's something. Right Shout <laughs> but um, but I remember there was one game. I think it was like the Broncos. Maybe it wasn't a great team, but they right. they had like two or three defensive touchdowns or something. Like their offense did hardly anything at all, and, uh, they, and they blew Dolphins. It's Chargers. It was a Chargers uh, game. Yeah, there was multiple. I think. Yeah. I yeah. And they, they took the Chargers to overtime. Yeah, that's right. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I just remember looking on Twitter. It was like to beat the Chiefs, yeah. you need a Bosa brother, and then something else. It was just something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like, but no, but I remember charger. there was a game where the Chiefs blew somebody out, and they or their offense did hardly anything. And yeah. I was like, it was almost like a, a sleeping giant. They're like, yeah. don't forget about our defense, and then right. they kind of were like normal again, and then they get to the playoffs, and they're like, yeah, we've got an insane defense. We got Patrick Mahomes, we got Kelsey. Like they're like, try to stop us. And I, I think that's where we grounded ourselves plenty of times is, is looking at the Chiefs team and seeing how many different ways they're winning. And yeah, we're right. just like, that's, wow, yeah, that's like, what makes this team so damn yeah, good. Every game yeah. is different. It's like, oh, Patrick Mahomes five, throws for five touchdowns or, oh, he throws for 100 yards and no touchdowns, but their defense has three touchdowns. It's like, they can do it all. They can do yeah. whatever they want. I mean, you have to hope that you can stop every explosive play they have. <laughs> and then you just have to, when you're on offense, you just have to hold the ball as long as possible and score every single time. Right. And just hope Hope that that's enough to hold them down, and that's why they have one loss. Hey, but one legit loss. But if there's one guy that can beat them, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Yeah, yeah. It's, we're gonna we'll. Go ahead. I just say people that don't know football are gonna look at this stat sheet and see Travis Kelsey 13 for 118, and then Tyreek Hill 9 for 172, and they're gonna be like, "Well, just you gotta stop one guy and then make him throw it." He didn't have to throw to anybody else in this game. Like, he, the no. two were open every single play. I mean, besides him, they had three receptions, one reception, two receptions. Like, you take one of those guys away, here comes McCole Hardman on four deep balls and <laughs> touchdowns. Like, it's right. like, I, I feel like some of his bigger plays, like, he had that muffed punt, and then they were like, they're like, you know what, we're going to get his hopes up just a little bit. Like, we're going to get his morale up <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Because he's probably like, oh, they're all part of it. And they're like, listen, we'll give you the ball. 
you know, you'll you know, you'll get back in your mojo or whatever, and then he no, he that's has like a fifty yard run. Like that, and so. that's great coaching. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it, I I don't know if you've seen this, Eli, but the NFL like really posted on Instagram today like a a soundbite of Mahomes and Kelsey going over to him and being like, hey head up head up you're gonna be all right we're gonna get you back in this and then they dial up that end around that he goes 50 yards then they throw a screen pass to him on the three yard line yeah. and and now he's right yeah. back in the game all of a sudden the muff puns nothing no, yeah, yeah no one remembers that it's the we've been here before mentality right. and it's true I mean, they were down 10 nothing in this game and i was like wow deja vu like this is all like last year over again but right though like at least it wasn't 28 this time or 21 it's it's unbelievable i that a team can be down and you're just not worried at all that they're going to come back it's always in the first or, like, beginning of the second quarter, right. so they have plenty of time to mm-hmm. catch up, and they do. Every and they can so. score, like, mm-hmm. that. Like, so fast. It's unbelievable. And they can score, it seems like, three touchdowns in five minutes if they want to. I think it was 10 nothing, and then they ran the end around, and McCall Harmon 50 yards on the field, and then red zone, just like that. And you're like, wow, well, <laughs> 10-7, just like that. Like Yeah, 10-7, and then you're like, man, we need to... You know, they've been stopping our run game, so three incomplete passes, then the ball's back in their hands, now they're in the red zone again, and it's going to be 14-10. Like, it's crazy. It's that fast. It's crazy. It's just... All right, so, yeah, we got we got some plans. I think on the live show this week we're going to just talk. We're going to keep doing our rebuilding series. Um, next week on the pod we have our Game Chat award show. We did a mid-season award show. This is our final award show. We'll come up with some fun awards just the four of us will brainstorm some some different awards than rather than just your standard but we have our picks from the preseason we were wrong about so many of them <laughs> we'll make sure you guys know that how many we were wrong about as cole keeps reminding me he says he keeps telling me he's like never predict anything you guys suck and then i just go hey tom brady of the buccaneers i mean we put with the the super bowl picks we put a lot of restrictions yes on, yeah. we did yeah. like we all could have picked chiefs and whatever but we didn't we all had to pick yeah. different things we all had to pick somebody that was like yeah. a sleeper and some of them were really bad yeah so yeah but here's you the, do it. but if we get those correct we're probably some of the only people in the country that get those correct one maybe that's, one day we will that's the thing no more shooting we're shooting shoot or shoot baby oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think the chiefs are gonna go to the super bowl this year <laughs> yeah. uh and then our live show next thursday we'll do our full super bowl preview and then i think we mentioned it before megapod that megapod. we'll be doing um there'll be 10 of us nine of us in here reed will be on zoom and we'll do our restart, <laughs> restart, uh, restart draft and recap the Super Bowl. I'm thinking maybe we just like put the micro like game ends. We just pop the microphone down in the table with nine guys in the room and we just re- recap the game. Get like who cares? I don't know. Maybe we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's the tentative plan moving forward. So we won't give our Super Bowl picks yet. I already know who I'm taking, but I'm <laughs> not going to say it right now. Um, okay, so we're gonna end it with some news. We got some football, baseball. Let's start with Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, that was the big news that came out. Did it come out Saturday, I want to say? I'm trying to think. You were outside. You yelled. <laughs> <laughs> so you were playing basketball. We were playing yeah. spike ball in the basement. <laughs> casual Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, oh, this could have oh, been any oh. day of the week. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll say it's Saturday. Matthew Stafford and the Lions. It seemed like it was pretty mutual. Decided that Matthew Stafford will be traded. Once you say you're listening to trade offers and stuff, that you're going to be traded. Who was their OC? What was his name? He just left. Daryl Bevel. Okay, so that, I heard that was the, the, the ending thing for Stafford. Who would have thought? I heard, <laughs> I heard once the OC Poor left, guy. he was like, I'm done. He probably thinks Daryl's an offensive genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, but, and the thing that I immediately thought of, I was like, oh, like, they just hired a new coach. Like, what? And apparently, they Dan Campbell was aware of this before he hired, got hired. I wonder if that's why the job was not enticing to so many people. And the Lions wasn't great anyways, but... It's a rebuild now. Yeah. yeah. And I think maybe that's why they were like, let's just go totally outside the box. We went with a guy that was very inside the box and a Belichick coordinator last time. So let's just screw it and tear the house down. Um, but now we get another quarterback thrown in the ring. Posted on our Instagram story, Schefter thinks there might be 18 teams changing quarterbacks this year. Um, who do you guys like as the front runner for Matthew Stafford? It's it's the Colts, but I wish yeah. it was the Niners. Yeah. It's the Colts. So yeah. both of them, I think, are front runners. Yeah. They, yeah. the, they have the highest two odds right now. To, if you want to put money on it, they have the highest two odds to get him. But I mean, the Colts just make so much sense. Right. It's it's they're in a win now situation. Um, 
He's got two years left, like two years, forty-two million. It's a very friendly contract for a team in the quarterback room right now. I have two years, fifty-three. Same thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still, still really friendly. Still fri- really friendly. Yeah. I mean, twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it has to be a team that's in a win now. We work one quarterback away from being in there, and I think, like you mentioned, there's only a few teams like that: the Steelers, the 49ers, the Colts. Any team like that where you're looking at it and you're like, man, if we throw in Matthew Stafford into here, we get better at the quarterback position. With a good defense, we're going to go make a run. Uh, so any team that's kind of middle of the road, like the Bears or anything else, I don't think fits. You know, they're a team that, you know. I had a couple that – so definitely Colts, 49ers are at the top of the list. Did you say Patriots? No, but that would make sense. Steelers. 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 They're both good. Yeah. Um, the other three that I had. Sorry, do you want to go? I had a question. Actually, I'll get to it later. Sorry. It's Washington football team. Um, I don't think they really believe in any of their guys in the room, especially long term. Mm-hmm. What did you say? No, it's it's off topic. <laughs> it's off topic about uh, Stafford and all that. Um, maybe the. I don't think this happens, but the Broncos are a team that's going to be thrown around mm-hmm. at least because. You know, Von Miller was hurt. They have some young guys. I don't think Drew Locke's a guy. Um, and then yeah. the Saints, I think you at least, they're going to be mentioned. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they do it, but I think that would be a I – mean, man. Stafford That'd be crazy. Any team uh, – any one of these, like, Watson, Stafford guys on the Saints would make so them scary. so good. Scary. But it's – I think, yeah, Colts, 49ers. Um, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought of the Steelers, but that's – yeah, Ben's probably gone. Yeah. Um, the Steelers. I hope he is. Yeah, seriously. Um, what what were you gonna say? I was gonna say the Steelers signed Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. yeah. So why is he? Because they still do they, they still have Mason Rudolph? Less than a million dollars. Yeah. It has nothing. Like, do you think they're gonna start him? No. No, no I didn't think they're gonna start. Just like him, a complete they, shot in the dark. Yeah, happen. I think it's just a, it's a stat a, play. Why yeah, it's yeah. Just, he's a cheap option, high draft pick. It's the yeah. same thing with Josh Rosen right no, now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody wants to stash him on the practice squad and let him grow. Right. I, yeah. But I don't. Yeah. He won't be the starter. He's not. I don't know what they're. I don't even think he's the backup, honestly. No, like yeah, because Mason, Mason Rudolph is still yeah. there. I think he's probably their third. Wait, he just... wait. They lost Devlin Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I want like, what do you guys think the Lions can get back for Stafford? Because this is a trade. He's not a free agent. You know, for the Colts and the Niners, like the Niners have the 12th pick. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much Stafford's worth. Like, he's definitely not... Watson, not I don't think Aaron Rodgers worth even though Rodgers is much older and on a more like a higher contract. Mm-hmm. Do you think that just the twelfth pick does that? Obviously, the perfect trade is yeah the twelfth pick and Jimmy, but they aren't going to want Jimmy for the money, right? And and giving up twelfth pick would suck, but I mean as a Niners fan, I'd be fine with it. But I mean he's only got two years left. I, two. It's, if you guys almost, had to. It's almost like is there a contract involved, like an extension involved? Right. You know. Well, I, yeah, a lot that. Of things to it. I hadn't thought about Jimmy in the sense that yeah, they're probably not going to want Jimmy. We'd have to cut him. Which probably I think mm-hmm. it costs us four million right now. I think that's what it'd be. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If the Lions, I don't really love showing your hand. I get it, but like saying that like we're not going to bring him back and we're going to trade him, I think mm-hmm. just immediately drops their value because sure. it makes teams feel like oh, I can lowball you. You don't have yeah. this offer. Right. Like, if you have the potential of just, oh, we can just keep him and he'll start for us for two more mm-hmm. years, I feel like that puts the bidding up a little bit. I think the only thing that helps him is that he's going to be in high demand. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, that's the only thing that – because I totally agree with you, Matthew. I hate when teams are – or I hate when – I guess it's players, too, that are like, I want to trade, and then it just really hurts. It hurts the whole, like – it's like a, it's like just in real life. It's like supply and demand. It just hurts the whole chain, and that just right, makes yeah, me right. mad. Turning into the NBA. Yeah. But, yeah, that's true. I mean, everybody and their brother is like, oh, we can make offers for Stafford. They want to trade him. So that's Seriously. true. Yeah. But, yeah, and like Jack just said, he's in such high demand. I feel like whether the hand is shown or not, they're probably still going to get – they should get decent value from him. Yeah, the Colts have the 21st pick. I saw, like, some website, like, had some mock trade offers, and they were saying the 21st and a third and a sixth, which I don't know how they really value draft picks. That doesn't seem like much, but I do know the Colts GM likes his draft picks because I know he has he, – I don't think he's ever traded away a draft pick, yeah. which is pretty impressive. Maybe besides the, the Buckner, Niner, Buckner but, but they yeah, got – but they got, they got a Buckner yeah. for it. So right. – <laughs> um, and then I, the football team has the 19th pick, which is higher than I thought. Like, 19 doesn't seem horrible. 
And they were saying 19 and next year's second round pick for the football team, which I was like, man, if I'm the football team, I seriously think about it. Because you have some, I mean, Gibson and McLaurin are some good pieces, and you have a pretty solid defense. I mean, you made it to the playoffs, like, on a rotation of. Yeah, they were also in a really bad division. That's true, but that, I mean, that's That's how you always go to the playoffs. Yeah, Yeah. it'll always be like that. I don't know. That's an interesting fit to me. And a lot of people said they wanted the football team on our Instagram. And I think that's why. Personally, I think that's why the Niners will end up with anybody is because there's a lot more teams that are desperate out there. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like our management is okay with what situation we're in, which yeah. right. is what it is. But so, there is a lot more desperate teams out there. Okay, so the other big piece of news that came out yesterday, well, I don't even know if this is a big piece of news. I think it more might just be people overreacting. When Rodgers what – it? what's the exact quote? Does anyone know it? Yeah, he said – he said – I, everyone's futures in everyone's futures in question, including, including mine. Me. It was the word for word thing he did. So, like that now gives us something to talk about. Because um, yeah. he was his little his name was included on that little graphic that Schefter put out um, of quarterbacks that that could be changing teams this offseason. Do you guys think there's a small chance Rodgers leaves Green Bay? I mean, I don't even want to know that price tag. Yeah. I mean, they one ESPN, somebody ESPN kind of brought it up, the precedent of teams drafting a quarterback and then that quarterback leaving within two years. And it's been almost historically every single quarterback is gone. <laughs> like you're talking about how they drafted Jordan Yeah, they draft Jordan Love. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. then, I was so confused where you were going. I was like, right. he's been on the Packers for <laughs> yeah. more yeah. than two years. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, so okay. Jordan Love, I mean, at some point – they have to, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing at practice and how they feel about that. He's not even the backup, though. That's yeah, that's the crazy part. True, true, true. I don't see it being very likely, but I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess it's who who's willing to fork up whatever that trade value is. But, okay, do you guys think this was kind of – this was on our dock. Watson or Rodgers, who's more valuable in a trade right now? Watson. 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 Not, even, not even the Yeah. The age and every. I mean, I think it just opens up. There's teams that I don't see trading for Aaron Rodgers because of his age. And Watson's totally different. You're you're trading for a guy that you get 10, I 12. Would, yeah. I would never trade three first-round picks for a guy that's 37 or whatever. Yeah, no chance. No, there's no. not a chance. And this is – yeah, so I had Rodgers is just turned 37. He's got three years left on his deal. His cap hits are 37, 39, 28. Watson, 26 next year, 11 years younger, got four years left on his deal, and he's only about 40 million. I think he's like 40, 42, 40, and 36. Woo-hoo. So, I mean, that's pretty darn cheap compared to what you're looking at in these quarterbacks that are going to sign extensions and, you know, in Mahomes, who already has. Yeah, I think the price is much, much higher for Watson. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. And I, yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't question Rodgers' mentality. I mean, obviously the guy wants to win Super Bowls, but he's been in two NFC championships in a row, lost them both. And then the last time we heard him get all sour like this is probably the year McCarthy got fired. Yeah, very you true. Know? And, and he, drew, he drove him out of there. And now they got a brand new young coach who's a offensive guru. And then what are they going to fire him to? Like, no, it's just it's 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 going if if this continues down the road like it did with McCarthy, it's going to be a really bad situation. And they need to just draft somebody offensively in the first round. I'm just so tired yeah, of it. It's, it's, just, it's, yeah. This wouldn't even be a conversation probably if if Jordan Love wasn't drafted that pick and they drafted a wide receiver because I mean you have the St. Brown drop right in the end zone and everybody's like oh that could have been the sixth <laughs> pick. It's all over Twitter last night. It's like mm. it's but they're not wrong. It's that's no, the they sad aren't. part and. I mean, I think I, I mean I think Alan Lazard is a, a okay wide receiver. Like I don't have a problem with him, but it just seems like it keeps biting them in the butt that they drafted Jordan Love and not an extra piece. And now and now Aaron Jones is gone. I mean, I'd be shocked if he returns. Oh, yeah. I just yeah, don't yeah, see I, that. I think money fits. Yeah. Um, man, I had something I was gonna say, and now I just lost it. That's really a bummer. Well, okay, okay. This is what I was gonna say. I don't know. <laughs> the the. Why, I don't know why Rodgers would leave. Like, I get maybe he is frustrated. And, you know, it was right after they lost a game where they thought they were going to win. They thought they were going to win the Super Bowl, I assume. There's not much competition in the NFC. Like, seriously. If the Bucks are that team that made it to the, the conference championship this year, you have to assume that they're not going to be better than they were this year. Like, Tom Brady... I don't want to bet against him, but like he's going to be 44. So maybe they're the best competition. But, like, you know, the Saints lose Drew Brees. 
the Niners and the Seahawks are the next best. And, you know, we don't really – I mean, the Niners aren't – obviously they aren't healthy, but even if they are, let's say they get fully healthy next year, like – they're not. I don't think they're going to be the same team as they were that went to the Super Bowl. Like they're going to, they're going to be more. I think the Packers are going to be more competitive with them, mm-hmm. and then the Seahawks. Who knows what's going on with the Seahawks? But we're not there yet. So no. that's what I think for Rodgers is like, where are you going to go that you're going to get a better situation that you are in now? I mean, seriously, Devontae Adams, like Eli said earlier, is probably the best receiver in football right now. Well, hot take time. I mentioned this last night when we were talking about the situation, but. He did make a couple of comments. I think it was a year and a half ago or two years where he was like, "I'm not gonna be a Tom Brady. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play till I'm 40 something years old." And it, I mean, what if he just decides I'm done? Like, what if he decides I'm done with the class <laughs> and he's just like, "I'm out." Like, I'm retired. we're pulling this if uh, yeah, if he I mean, does. Truth, That'd be awesome. Man. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right though. Why would he want to go anywhere else? It's not like it's gonna get that much better for him. I mean, he's in a system he knows, like the back of his hand. Like, why? It doesn't make any sense for him to leave. It really doesn't at his age, everything. Mm. And if he went to another team, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would go to a different team and be like, all right, what's your guys' game plan and how can I how can I fit <laughs> right, in? Yeah. He would come and be like, no, no, we should do it this way. And either either the team's going to let him do that and they're all going to fall apart, like that's just horrible, or they're not going to do that and they're going to butt heads and he's going to be unhappy and he's never going to play well. Like it's, I just don't see it like really working in most situations. Yeah, I feel like you have to bring him to a team – who doesn't have a head coach, and then you hire a head coach after you bring Aaron Rodgers in, and then it's Aaron's show. That's yeah. the only way I see it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's going to be – I mean, I, I, I hope it doesn't turn into what it was with Green Bay a couple years ago with McCarthy. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's an ego, and we all know that. So, mm. I had a um, – man, I showed this tweet to Brandon earlier today. Oh, the in, – in the, Sorry, but in the words of Danica Patrick's mouth, he is an egotistical a-hole. So. <laughs> okay, so like the AFC QBs. This is AFC young QBs. I think this guy that tweeted it said under 25. Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Baker Mayfield. He had two on this list. Everyone knows how I feel about Tua. Burrow, and probably Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. NFC young QBs, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, and Daniel Jones. Like Big goof. The... the, the Aaron Rodgers, like, I don't see the Packers going away anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's – I just don't <laughs> – the NFC right now is not in a great place. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't – yeah, I don't see him – that's going to be the talk of this offseason. And if he does, I'd be shocked and I'd be like, well, Aaron Rodgers, I do not know what you're doing. And I feel like we have this discussion every preseason about how the NFC is better than the AFC. But I think I, I think the difference is I think the Chiefs are just so far of everybody in the AFC that we look at them down. Yeah, you know? I agree. And I feel like we look at the NFCs better because there's so many teams that are in the same tier. Like yeah, same right. But I think that, yeah, I just, I think that the, the second tier is just as good. Uh, the second tier in the AFC is just as good as the first tier in the NFC. And then there's Chiefs. You it's, know? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's. Bear, go with me here, podcast listeners. You have Chiefs at the top, the and then yeah, you have <laughs> yeah, and then you have a bunch of teams in that tier two, um, and that includes all the NFC. Yeah, that's a perfect way of describing it. Yeah. I like that. And like watching the looking at the playoff picture as the season was ending, like the NFC, it was pretty certain there was like one or two maybe ifs, and on the AFC there was like what five or six teams that were all like. 10 and, ten and five, yeah, yeah, or like uh, you know, like team didn't yeah. make the playoffs. And, yeah, yeah, that's like that's that's what's crazy. Is in the NFC, there was a team with a losing record that made it to the playoffs. NFC, yeah, <laughs> but also I remember us <laughs> saying like, oh, the NFC is going to be more competitive mm-hmm. because they don't, we don't have a Chiefs. Yeah, we don't have a, a god. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. Much, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides the Chiefs, and maybe I don't know. Not the Bills are definitely not where the Chiefs are at. But I think the Bills would be content- like they'd be contenders. In the oh, NFC. definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. They would be way up there. So would the Titans. So would the Ravens. Yeah. So would the Browns. Probably. I mean, all these teams would realistically contend for. Yeah. I mean, we've, yeah. we've seen them play against NFC teams. I mean, the Seahawks, Seahawks got killed by the Bills. Yeah. So. Mm. Wait, I have just like a little hypothetical. If there wasn't an NFC and an AFC, if it was just thirty-two football teams and then <laughs> the top sixteen, like it's a playoff bracket, it's just like it's. Everyone that like top sixteen teams in the whole entire NFL, one through sixteen bracket. Do you think it's an AFC and an FC team in the Super Bowl? Or do you think it's this is like teams? a conver- Yeah, this would I mean, be fun. <laughs> It'd be Bills versus. I mean, say it's Bills versus Bucks to get in with the Chiefs, and I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know who I'd bet on that game. Yeah, I that's true. I think it. Pro- you probably get like okay. So you're saying sixteen. You, you you probably get it down to like 
four, and I I don't know who else I'd pick besides these four teams that we have right now. Yeah. Right. So, so, yeah. so I, I think it's pretty even to that point. Yeah. I, but I I don't know the Bills versus. But besides like Bucks. I mean, the sixteen yeah. teams, there's probably four or five NFC teams, and the rest are probably AFC teams. Def- definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Wise, yeah. For sure. And then yeah, you probably like it's probably a good chance that some of those NFC teams lose. Yeah, the AFC is definitely stronger, and they not just because of the Chiefs, but also because of all the young talent that they have. Yep. And, definitely. Yeah. All right, so going to get into a little baseball talk. Oh, yeah. Matthew, I knew Matthew would be excited about this. Um, yeah, I just I don't think there's a lot of podcasts that are like us that talk a bunch of baseball, so I think we're going to start trying to talk a little bit more. We like being diverse. Yeah. I'm yeah. Um, okay, so MLB free agency, and then there was some news that came out about the MLB earlier today that I know Matthew has a good opinion on. Um, George Springer was – Pretty much regarded as the top free agent available. George Springer, the insane leadoff hitter for the Houston Astros. The guy that just seems to hit a home run. A leadoff home run like every time he's up there. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, signs with the Blue Jays. I don't know. what's the What was his deal? It Was was it six for 150, I believe it was? I'm going to double check it. Yeah. yeah, they paid up for him. Pretty big. Yeah, pretty big signing there. And that baseball is interesting is where like it those young there's so much baseball stuff that i don't really know so i'm kind of talking out my butt here but like there's like arbitration and stuff that they have to go through i don't fully understand all that so it's weird when young players in baseball move in free agency just because clubs have so much control over them but yeah i mean what what's springer like 30 maybe yeah so you got one yeah 150 for six years wow i was right let's go high five we're on the money thank you and then he is 31 years old. Right yeah. Now. So that's that's and he's like a young like yeah. right. right. It's, not, it's not unreasonable. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah. So that's I mean the Blue Jays. I don't. What was their record? Do we know about what their record was last year? Like they didn't make the playoffs. Correct. Correct. They were. Let me double check this really quick. They had just have so much young talent. Right. And they really just needed to pair. So they are 32 and 28. Not terrible. Uh, no. In a very tough division. Very where tough. It's like the Red Sox were in last place. And the Red Sox, they spend yeah, well. so much money every single year. But the Rays uh, went to that World Series. Right. And the and Yankees. Then, and then they sold out on a couple players. And then the Yankees are just spending a crap load of money every single year. So, right. I mean, the Blue Jays are in a really good position with so much youth in a division that really just likes to pay players, and then they're gone in two years. Seriously. Seriously. So that's going to be interesting to watch to see. Um, I mean, Springer's a beast, so he's going to fit right in there. But then you had Michael Brantley, another outfielder for the Houston Astros, that was signed to the Blue Jays and then backed out and then signs a two-year deal back with the Astros. So do you know anything more about like do you guys know anything more about this i just have one comment about it. it's it, you know it's a funny situation when adam schefter starts tweeting about mlb stuff right he was like uh michael brownley not signing with the Blue Jays. <laughs> there are all of you sports fans out there but yeah uh, i mean i don't know much about the situation though. yeah i don't know why that happened i know that the astros need him more i know that Definitely. as far as outfield depth the astros are in a position where they need to hold on to anybody they can uh, and then try to make do with what they have. But, yeah, they're in a much better situation to pay him whatever he wanted to keep him there. I did hear, though, that um, when the news came out that he was signing with the Blue Jays, he contacted his, his agent, and the agent's like, yeah, I did not do anything. Like, I didn't confirm anything. <laughs> and, and then everything started coming out that it's not a done deal. So I wonder I, – I, I think it'd be funny, and I don't know this at all, but, I you know, him and Springer were – teammates on the Astros so I wonder if Brantley found out about Springer signing with the Blue Jays Mm -hmm. and then he was like wait I don't want to just follow George like I want Mm -hmm. to have this Mm -hmm. outfield to myself so then he just backed out and stayed that's just kind of what I was speculating with that so then the top remaining free agents we have in baseball uh you have JT Real Real Muto uh the catcher of the Phillies widely regarded as the top catcher top in catcher, baseball. Definitely. I think it's hands down. He's seems to be it's the catcher catcher is a really down position in baseball right now. It seems like there's guys that are either like really good defensively catcher and like Gary Sanchez, I know is a guy that's like a big name because he's on the Yankees and he hits like he has not hit over 200 like ever. Like, yeah, he's home runs and then he doesn't play very good defense. No, exactly. So you have guys yeah, like guys like that, like Gary Sanchez that just hit bombs and then you guys have guys that can't hit but play good defense and real muto seems like he's kind of the guy that does both like really the only catcher that does both yeah definitely he has a huge market of teams so the the ones that i had 
I mean, the Phillies are obviously on the table to re-sign him. Um, but the Braves and the Mets are kind of teams that are in the um, National League that are that are seem like they're going to uh, go after him along with the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think the Phillies are in a good situation to bring him back. It's been that talk for a long time. But the more it extends out, the more I think that he's going to probably end up somewhere else just based off of, you know, they obviously can't get anything done yet. So that'll yeah. be interesting. But the Bra- he, yeah. The Braves would be fun. There's mean, so many teams that could use him. I mean, catchers too. that really do both at, you know, 29 years old. Yeah. But you're going to have to pay a lot for him. So yeah. that's a big thing. Trevor Bauer is the premier starting pitcher in this year's free agency class. I love Trevor Bauer. I He's... do too. Don't go to the Dodgers, please. <laughs> that is definitely it. Can anytime you have a big name pitcher, there the the teams you know with the pocketbooks are going to come out and try to pay him. I know that he does not want to go to the Yankees. I'm pretty sure he has like a bad relationship with Garrett Cole or something like that, and he doesn't want to go to the Yankees. That's what I read up on a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the Angels are a team that definitely needs pitching. I'm rooting for them. <laughs> I am not Trout some help. Yeah, please. we do not I want know, that I'm as sorry, Mariners fans. Get Mike Trout some help, please. Um, and then the Dodgers coming off a World Series win. Um, probably don't are not the team that most needs a a, a ace starting pitcher, but uh, you know they have the pocketbook to do it. They'll find the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then the Padres. Man, the Padres just keep popping up everywhere. Um, a team that's made already some big moves this offseason. Uh, Matt, did you have any anything else? I, I mean, I my little sleeper is probably the Blue Jays. Okay. I know he's really into YouTube, and he makes a lot of YouTube videos. And one fun thing he was doing is he kind of had his, like, top six teams, and he was, like, calling fans. He, like, had them, like, enter in, and he was calling certain fans awesome. and being like, hey, five minutes, pitch me why I should come to your team. And one of the teams was the Blue Jays, yeah. I believe. And so... That's one thing that's interesting. I'm not sure. With how much money the Dodgers and Padres spend, I don't see how the Blue Jays couldn't afford him if they really wanted to. But, I mean, it's totally two different teams. But, yeah, they're another team to add to that list along with the – but I feel like it's probably Angels or Dodgers. The Padres, if they make the move, they're going to have to trade somebody in their starting rotation that they already have, which probably be Paddock. He's at five right now, I would say. So they probably would move him. Hopefully the Mariners, because the Mariners need a pitcher for cheap. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the only thing about baseball that's tough when you talk about free agency, which is stuff that we like to talk about, is that there is no salary cap. And yeah. then, so it's like we keep – and the teams, the, the two players that we have left that we're going to talk about, Marcelo Zuna and Justin Turner, the teams that are going to sign them are the same teams that we've been talking about too. Like it's the teams with the biggest pocketbooks and the teams that, you know – they they're gonna try to make a run and at the top teams that can sign these free agents every year. That's the only thing that in baseball is kind of tough mm-hmm. um, when you talk about free agents. But uh, yeah, Marcelo Zuna is the next guy that we have. Uh, he's an outfielder. He played some D a lot of DH for the Braves last year because there was universal DH in the National League. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, it seems like the Astros are a top target for him just because he is an outfielder and they lost Springer. Uh, and then the Nationals as well were a team that I had uh, on, on his kind of list. Do you have anything about Ozuna? Uh, I agree with that. I think, yeah, one of those teams probably are going to – I think the Astros make a lot of sense because they really – losing Springer, probably going to lose somebody else along the way too. Uh, they need a big bat, and that would make a lot of sense. With the DH too, they can fork up the money for that. It yep. makes sense. He's always the one with the bright green arm yeah. sleeve, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't miss him out there. Mm. you have anything on Ozuna, Eli? No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> um, and then Justin Turner, I just threw him out there because he is a big piece of the Dodgers. Although he's, I think he's like thirty six. He's old. They got, they, he started old for them. Um, besides the Dodgers, yeah, Blue Jays, Mets are teams that are making runs that could use kind of that veteran presence. I hope he goes somewhere else, just because. Me too. He's always he's been a Dodger for a while, and he's giant killer of all time. It's so annoying. Yeah, we we have our fair share of those on the Mariners, or that do that to the Mariners. But yeah, it just seems like this would make sense for him to leave. Like they just won a title. Mm, like true. he's kind of old. Why not? Go get your money. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like he goes back to the Dodgers. But. Yeah, I think it's either Dodgers or Mets. The Mets make some sense just because of how many moves they're making, and they need a third baseman with that can hit. So. That one makes sense, yeah. but I mean, they would really have to pay a ton for him. I could even see it happening where they pay him a ton of money and then they uh, they come out and they pull a Brantley and they're like, eh, no, he's going back <laughs> to the Dodgers. Yeah. All right. Any other baseball free agency? No. Nope. 
All right, we'll talk some more baseball as the the regular season approaches and you know talk more Mariners because I know we have a lot of Seattle people that listen. We'll talk some Giants too. Um, you know, those are our teams on this pod, and then I don't know, maybe talk a little bit more general. General baseball is just hard because they're so it's so like market driven. Yeah. With the TV deals, that's again something that baseball needs to fix because um, their TV stuff is just bad. <laughs> Fire um, man print. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so we'll finish up. Boise State basketball just was ranked number 26. We missed out on the AP poll by one spot. Uh, that was yeah, that was tough. It, but uh, there's a really good interview with Derek Alston Jr., uh, DA. He was on the Barstool Bench Mob podcast. That was a really cool interview. Just The interview wasn't anything great. Um, but it was just cool to have some national recognition for Boise State, and they talked. To, they were like, "You live in Idaho, like there's got to be nothing there." And he was like, "No, it's actually a really great city, and it's it's a lot more pretty than I thought it was." You know, coming from like Texas, he's like, "It's a lot better than I thought it was, and it's growing, and I, I love it here." And I was like, "Ah, yeah, Boise State, <laughs> what a guy, what a guy." Um, but yeah, I mean, they're definitely we've won 13 games in a row, um, second longest winning streak in the country. Like right behind, I mean, maybe I don't, maybe third behind Baylor, but I know Gonzaga was ahead it's of really us. Really close, it's up there for sure. Um, but yeah, these two big big games against Colorado State this week. They're quad one games, uh, which is a big deal in college basketball when you look. So yeah, the way that college basketball kind of college basketball again with the tournament and everything is so many weird ways of breaking it down. There's like Ken Palm, there's Net. Um, there's the AP poll and then there's like quad games. So there's quad one is, is the best. And so you want, you know, that's a part of your resume is like how many quad one wins do you have? What's your record against quad one teams? What's your record against quad two teams? Um, and I believe Colorado is only the second quad one team we've played besides Houston, maybe BYU. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. I'm just, mm. but I know Houston's a quad one team definitely, and we lost to them. So to get a quad, get Two possibly quad one victories. If we beat Colorado State twice, we're definitely going to be ranked. No doubt. Um, and that, that at that point, we're probably looking at like, I know right now I've seen some brackets where we're like a seven seed. We're probably looking like a six seed in the NCAA tournament if if we can keep this winning streak going, which is unbelievable for, for a Mountain West team. Definitely. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, Colorado State, the interesting thing about them, so the top two teams kind of regarded, aside from us, is San Diego State and Utah State. And both times that Colorado State played those two teams, they split. Okay. So that's a big deal. I mean, yeah. these are those are like the top regard top three teams. So I mean, for us to even go one and one, uh, is a big deal. Ideally two and zero, but one and yeah. one is a big deal for quad one games. That's that's my only worry about this Boise State team is that we, <laughs> Matthew just said, you know, San Diego State, Utah State are the premier teams aside from us right now in our conference with Colorado State. That's you know they're eleven and three now, so they've 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 entered that conversation. We have not played any of those teams yet, and so we play back to back games against Colorado State. I believe we play UNLV maybe in between, mm. and then I think we finish with Utah State and San Diego State. So yes, we're gonna learn a lot about this Boise State team. They're really really fun to watch. I highly encourage you check them out Wednesday at six Pacific on CBS Sports Network. That's a horrible channel. Like, <laughs> just no one ever has CBS Sports Network. I think we actually have it, but I, I know we do. Right. But like, that's just—it's just a bummer that it's not like. How lucky are we? Yeah. Right, and then uh, Friday at eight Pacific on FS1. It's a little more widely available. But yeah, they're a really fun team to watch, and and these are two big, big games going forward for the tournament, which I'm super excited for the tournament. It's my. It's we did we talk about the schedule changes on the last podcast? No, I don't think we did. So, for everyone that. Is still listening. Um, <laughs> March you. Madness. Yeah, really Super appreciate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, the March Madness, the, usually the first round, you know, that Thursday and Friday, those are sacred days. Those are the days where you're watching on your phone in school all day. You're watching those first round games. Your, your bracket's busted after two. All the upsets. That's being moved to Friday and Saturday. Kind of weird. It's not a huge deal. But then the second round games are played Sunday and Monday, which would be a little weird. Um, the, that, so that's kind of the bad news. Everyone's like, oh, we won't have the normal like Thursday, Friday. Um, although I talked to my uncle because he always like takes off the Thursday and Friday of work. 
and a couple years ago, or the last time the tournament, I went to his house and we watched the games, and he was like, oh, sweet. It's easier for me to get Friday and Monday off anyways. Because that's what everyone was saying is like, oh, it's easier to get the four-day weekend in the front rather than saying like, oh, miss Friday and Monday of this week. But he was like, no, that's easier. Great. So, I mean, maybe some people will be happy. But then the Sweet 16 games that are usually played on a weekend and they're like played two at a time will now be standalone games, which is good for the viewers because we get to watch all eight of those games, I believe. Actually, maybe they're on the weekdays, which is why they're um, played two at a time. But now I think they're... I think it's going to be like a Saturday and Sunday, so we'll have like four games on Saturday, four games on Sunday. Those but would be good days right there. Oh, yeah. Those would be yeah. great days. I'm very excited. We, <laughs> I was like looking back at our the podcast when we first started, and we, you remember we had like, we started, you know, right when March Madness was right around the corner. We had Brock and Theo on, you know, Brock to talk Gonzaga, Theo to talk Boise State. We're going to have them on again. I talked to both of them uh, today, actually. And they were both like, yep, we'll come on. Talk. Theo's going to talk Boise State. He's a manager. Brock goes to Gonzaga. He'll talk Gonzaga right Inside. before the tournament. We'll get the insiders on. Yep. And then we were like, we were going to have like, we were like, and we're going to do this this year. We're like, right after Selection Sunday, we're going to go through our brackets. We're going to, you know, do all that. And we Maybe we'll do like an Instagram live or something that when we watch cool. the first games. Or, a lot of interaction with people on Instagram, so that'd be cool. Definitely. I'm, I'm. We're looking forward to that. So I'm really looking forward to the tournament. It got snatched away at the 11th hour last year. Um, so I'm very, very excited because it, I mean, we haven't had it in two years. So yeah, that's all I got for us today. You know, any, we got anything else? It's a shame that this is the year that they're going to have it here. And I was, oh, gonna, I was I know, spend dude. so much money to go to those games. So <laughs> much money. Yeah, no, I, I, I would have paid. I would have said, name your price, and I yeah, would have paid. Yeah, literally. It's one of those things. <laughs> That's one of the. Yeah, it's one of those things. As a sports fan, you're like, I've been to that. Right. Like, yeah. Especially since it'd be at Boise, like, and you get to go to I think four games. Yeah. On the first day, and then the next two, like in the second round, like you get to, and you just sit there and you just bask in the glow of college basketball being played at its finest, and. Yeah, it's taken yeah, away yeah. from us. Yeah. But and I was literally just thinking about that this morning. I was like, I remember touring Boise, like for the first time as a junior in college, and being and them saying like, "Hey, when you're here, like we'll have the March Madness, we'll have the tournament here, like your junior year." And I was like, "No way!" Like, that's so <laughs> sick. And uh, that was really the only reason I went here. <laughs> now I have, now I have nowhere to go. <laughs> I'm looking at transferring. <laughs> Um, I've entered another portal. <laughs> I'm a free agent now, so hit yeah. me up with offers. Um, yeah, we kind of went over our plan for the next couple weeks, so I'm really excited. We got some. This is uh, what did we say? It's it was easier to have stuff to talk about during football, but the more fun stuff comes after football. Like conversations today. Yeah, when we talk about Stafford. Deeper, yeah. Really yeah, yeah. I we could. We're, I, we're just, we're like at the tip of the iceberg for these conversations. So I'm really excited to move on. Oh, yeah. If you haven't, uh, haven't gotten to the live show part yet, uh, Thursdays, everybody tune in. Um, what is it, 313 Sports Talk Radio? Yeah, blogtalkradio.com. We'll post it on our Instagram. We'll post it on Twitter. We'll, we're going to, oh, eh, I'll announce this next pod or next live show anyways. But we are testing out the YouTube stuff right now. We're gonna we're we're gonna try YouTube. It's a new up and coming platform. Don't know if you guys heard of it. <laughs> videos. Um, I'm gonna use that line so many times. By the way, it's just so next pod, the same thing. Um, I'm prepared. Reach out, reach out, and let us know if that's something you guys would like. Uh, if you guys are more YouTube people than podcast people, let us know. Yeah, because we don't really dress up for the YouTube right now. We're all <laughs> huddled up, but yeah, now nah. <laughs> I don't know. We need... gotta bring the tux out. <laughs> Um, we're, yeah, we're in the process of also getting a new microphone because I really want, like, when we have guests, them to be able to, like, sit on the couch right here or just, I, we need it before we do the restart draft. Did he text you back yet? This little, no. oh, you he didn't. I'm going to pull up his name. So can... <laughs> I'm going to call this guy out. Call him out. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a shout out. It's an opposite of that. <laughs> it's a demand. It's a ransom note. <laughs> Welcome to Ransom Hour on the Game Chat Podcast. Um, okay. but... Holazi. Holazi. <laughs> it's not a English word. You're probably listening. So. We want your microphone. <laughs> I I offered you the amount you were asking for. Take our money. 
And well, it's Martez's money. We're using. <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> but I just, I my, I want us to like when we do the draft. I want to have the microphone here, and we can all just sit around, and then we can draft. I don't know. I think it'd just be fun yeah. if we had to. We need a better microphone. <laughs> That's bottom line. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Anything else we have? Did we say we're back in the shed? Did we talk about it at the beginning? I don't. I don't think anyone ever knew we left the shed. I yeah, we never did. <laughs> we kind of played it off like we didn't. That way everybody's like, oh, that's so cool we're in the shed. Well, gotcha. <laughs> yep. This is our first episode back in the shed. We're, we're going to Italy Only like now. a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've done it since it got cold. Yeah. But it's been a few months. Oh, my computer's frozen. I'm actually <laughs> not that cold. Like, I'm not no, horribly cold. I was bad in the beginning. Now I'm The beginning was yeah, now cold. I'm now I'm fine. Um, Matthew's, Matthew's I'm still always cold. cold. Um, I'm wearing sandals. That's why my toes are cold. If I was wearing shoes, I'd be chilling. But we do, I mean, this is the podcast studio, and if we're going to start doing it on YouTube, like, we have to do it yeah. in here. Oh, yeah. So. Start yeah. bundling up, gentlemen. And we need, we need the camera to be on that side, because we need to get the flags yeah. and stuff. Yeah. There. Yeah, we need to put that flag there. We'll have to get a few more flags. This is great audio. Everyone's going to be like, sign. everyone's going to be like, where are they pointing? <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? You can find out on, on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube uh, game chat dot whatever we decide. Yeah, we have the <laughs> whatever we decide. Uh, we have, yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> but nope, don't have the name. We'll pay someone to give us game chat podcast. For just... hopefully they answer our DM. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have someone else other than Eli. Maybe just sees Eli, the offer up guy, and it's like. <laughs> Nope, not that guy. <laughs> are there reviews on <laughs> OfferUp where Eli just has guy a phone reviews? number that we can call? We'll read it on the podcast and everyone can spam call him. Like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. There's another J- Game Chat podcast? Okay. Oh, no. what, about the game? Subscribers. What, about, what about the Game Chat podcast? <laughs> yeah, what about the? Like the Ohio University. Like, that's like the amount of listeners we get. So. Oh, what's the head-to-head matchup? Yeah, but like picture, we have, like picture half of our Instagram followers. Subscribe to our YouTube. It's so that's way more than thirty. <laughs> that's like one hundred thirty. <laughs> no, probably. I mean, we have a decent. I, I'm not complaining about the size of the podcast. <laughs> Just everyone's clear. We really appreciate you guys. Yeah. Like, we're not crying. I swear. <laughs> Please Venmo us if you'd like to. <laughs> um, the guy in Offer Up has like zero stars. Like he's never sold anything. Oh so, my god, oh, that's not no. good. This is we're gonna figure out the mic situation. So. We're gonna have one before next Thursday. We're gonna get it done. Yeah. We're going to have one before existence. next Thursday? Yes, we're going to get it done. Do you have it, like an inside source or something? We're, we're, the, game, we're the Game Chat <laughs> Podcast. We can, we can get this done. done. We're getting it done. Uh, anything else? All right, rock the house. Um, rock the house. No, I said... No. Rock my, the bad. House. my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad.